Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to our service this morning. First song will be number 737. Seven hundred thirty-seven. Thank you, Lord, for loving me, and thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole and saving my soul. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Let us all with one accord sing praises to Christ the Lord. Let us all unite in song to praise Him all day long. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Please reveal your will for me so I can serve you for eternity. Use my life in every way. Take hold of it today. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for loving Father, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Good morning. I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to our services this morning, especially if you're visiting with us. We want you to know that you're an honored guest, and we're glad to have you, and we'd ask you if you would to please fill out a tenants card there in the pew in front of you and place it in the collection plate when it comes around so we can have a record of your attendance. Uh, just a reminder of our times of services, our Sunday morning Bible study is at 9.30 a.m., Sunday morning worship is at 10.30 a.m., our Sunday evening worship is at 5 p.m., and our Wednesday night midweek Bible study is at 7 p.m. Our sympathy is extended to the family of Shelby Knox on her passing. Her arrangements are as follows. The visitation at Austin and Bell Funeral Home in Pleasant View on Monday, October the 17th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. A, gra a graveside service will be at 1.30 p.m. at Rest Haven Memorial Gardens in Clarksville. If you wish, you may take food to the funeral home for the family. Please keep the Knox family in your prayers. The Meals on Wheels ministry is today. Please see Christy Albright if you are willing to help deliver. The young men will conduct the evening service on Sunday, October the 30th. There will be a meeting today after morning worship in room one for anyone interested in participating. The area-wide youth devo is tonight at 5 p.m. at Hillcrest Church of Christ. The bus will leave the building at 420 if you would like to ride to the devo See Ryan Blunt for more information. The Ladies Sewing Group will meet Thursday at 12.30. The Ladies Devo scheduled for this Thursday has been canceled and will be rescheduled later. <clears throat> we invite all teachers and assistants to teach in our, who teach in our Bible classes uh, in VBS to 
to a teacher's banquet on Saturday, October the 22nd at 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Please sign up on the sheet in the foyer so we may be, be able to prepare for this event. The ladies are invited to a diaper and wipe shower for Becca Lacombe and Madison Wallace on Sunday, October the 23rd at 2 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Becca is expecting a boy and Madison is expecting a girl. They are both registered at Amazon. There will be a youth devo at the home of Clint and Becky Rose on Friday, October the 28th. The bonfire and outdoor games start at 4.30. Hamburgers and hot dogs at 6. Bring sides, desserts, and chairs. Songs and a devo will follow. Come join us for our annual Trunk or Treat event after evening service on Sunday, October the 30th. We will have hot dogs, chili supper immediately following service, followed by trunk or treat. Please bring chili, soups, chips, desserts, and drinks. Hot dogs, buns, and condiments will be provided. The ladies are invited to a baby shower for Matt and Alexis Hensley on Sunday, November the 6th at 2 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. They are expecting a boy and are registered at Amazon and Target. I have a couple thank you cards to read. To our church family, we would like to thank everyone for all the cards, prayers, and foods that was brought to us during our time of need. We love you all and thank you for your continued support. Love Wayne King and family. I want to thank your wonderful church for taking the time to make me feel special. The visits from Mr. Jim and Mr. Glenn and Darlene brightened my day. The beautiful cards brightened my room. God bless each of you. June Bryant, Fieldstone Place. That's all the announcements I have. Now we'll have our reading. Good morning. So inspired by our Sunday school class this morning, I will be reading uh, Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, and I will be reading from the ESV version. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, Lord his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The water closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When the light was fainting away, I remember the Lord and prayer came to you into, the, into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hopes for the steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. Our song before opening prayer will be number 496. 496. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. 
My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. They're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior pardoned me, and now I onward go. I know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Just up in glory land will live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Their songs the sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Be bowing, please. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful Lord's Day that you have blessed us with. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come together this morning and sing these songs of praise to you and study more of your word and, and lift up our concerns to you in prayer. Father, we, we thank you for the opportunity we have to, to come together and we thank you for this church here at Stroudsville. We thank you for all the works that are done here in your name and we just pray that you continue to bless those. We ask you be with the the elders that, that lead us here, we pray for the deacons and, and all their works that they do. That We just pray that everything that we do here will be in accordance to your will, that we would strive to go out into this community and throughout the world to spread your word and spread the gospel, bring others to you before it's everlastingly too late. Father, we thank you for the progress of some of our sick. We, we pray that those that are recovering or those that are having procedures done, that we pray that you'd be with them. We ask you to continue to be with Miss Patsy Heron in her recovery and be with Vicki Randolph in her recovery. We just pray that uh, the doctors and nurses that attend to them and, and will do all the right things that they can have a, a full recovery. Father, we also pray for those that have lost loved ones, 
this time we ask you to continue to be with the Shelby Knox family and, and the loss of her and just comfort them. We also ask you to continue to be with the Beverly King family and, and their loss. And we just <clears throat> ask for, for the comfort that only you can give. Father, we thank you for the country we live in. We thank you for all the freedoms we have, and we pray that we would never take those for granted. And we know that everything that we have comes from you, Every, all the freedoms we have, all the physical things we have come from you, and we, we thank you for this and just ask you to continue and bless us. Father, we just ask you to be with those that are serving our country, whether it be in the military or, or leaders of our country. We just pray that... Everything that they do will be in accordance to your will. We ask you to watch over and protect those in the military that might be in harm's way. Be with the leaders that they would lead us in such a way that, that would please you. Father, we especially thank you for your son. We thank you for his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We thank you for the example he set for us. And we just pray that we would never forget the suffering and sacrifice he did on our behalf that we would always go out into the world, share the good news of his resurrection, and that we can share that that's the pathway to heaven for all of us. Father, just be with us as we go through our service this morning. Continue to bless us, watch over and protect us, and forgive us when we fail you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. To prepare minds for the Lord's Supper, we'll sing number 167. Sing the first verse. 167. Why did the Savior heavenly and come to earth below where men His grace would not receive because he loves me so. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, this I know. He gave himself to die for me, because he loved me so. Why didn't the world end after Jesus was raised from the dead? Wasn't it all finished? This morning uh, in our class, we were talking about several things. One of them uh, about baptism and how certain scriptures are lifted here and others lifted here, but actually all of them together is the truth. When Jesus rose from the dead, he paid for sin. He paid for my sin. And I've got plenty. And the world is going crazy, and I look out on it, and it's, um, I despise what the world is doing. It makes me angry. And I know that it makes God angry, too. In 
Second Peter chapter 3, he says in verse 3, First of all, you must understand in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. And I hear echoing my sentiment with the godlessness that is going on ever, ever closer to the world that I live in. And I see the ungodly men doing things that they deserve this. I, I hear that and it just rings in my ears like, that's right. I just can't wait. But while that is true, I need to keep reading. Next verse. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient. Patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So it's both. Yes, there is eternal damnation and punishment for ungodly men coming, but it isn't here yet, which means there's still time for repentance. Jesus paid for my sins, and he wants to pay for theirs. And my sin isn't any worse than theirs. The communion that we take remembers the body that should have been mine and the blood that should have been mine. But it was his. So that I can be forgiven and grace can cover me. Let's pray that God gives us the strength both to be unwilling to tolerate sin, but also to understand that the grace that covers us covers everyone, and he just wants them to come to repentance. You, me, and everyone else. That's how powerful the blood of Jesus is. Is If it couldn't save them, there'd be no need to go on. But we're still here. And the blood that covers us can save everyone. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body that you gave that you loved those who hated you. Who lifted their hand against you. Who despised what was good. And thank you for giving us these emblems to remember. You call us to do the same. To hate sin. Ours and theirs. But to strive for repentance both ours and theirs. We thank you for this emblem of your body, that you weren't counting as something to be held on to, but that you freely gave. In patience and in love, 
Let us remember and honor you with this emblem we ask through Jesus. Amen. Let's pray again. Father in heaven, thank you for the blood of the new covenant that you poured out, that I might receive your Holy Spirit covered in grace and able to be pleasing to you and stand against the world. Thank you. Thank you for this emblem we get to share to remember whose we are and at what cost we were purchased. In Jesus' name, amen.
in some ways, the worse the world is, the easier it is to look forward to a new home. Verse 13 says, In keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of, the right, uh, the home of righteousness. It's not all bad news. Salvation isn't just about avoiding the fire. We have somewhere to go that is much better than here. Hard to even imagine as this place descends into deeper darkness and ungodliness. And what should our response be? The good news is God wants from us only good things, things that both honor him and are good for us. What we put in the plate is small and insignificant compared to what the Lord requires. So then, verse 14 says, Dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. This is what the Lord wants from us. Paper money comes, paper money goes. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's. What God really wants is a spotless and blameless man and woman who seeks after his heart. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, verse 15. So what we give him this morning, don't say, do we have to? Do say, do we get to? And let's encourage encourage each other and focus on being spotless and blameless in a terrible world. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for an opportunity to give, to open our hands and give what doesn't belong to us but is all yours. In doing so, please lead us to the strength to be spotless and blameless so that the world may have a beacon and a lighthouse to come to. We pray these things to your son Jesus. Amen. like to mark your songbooks or song of invitation after the lesson be number 592 592 for the lesson stand and sing number 525 525 if for the price we have striven after our labors are o'er rest to our souls will be given on the eternal shore, home of the soul, beautiful home, there we shall rest, never to roam, free from all care.
happy and bright. Jesus is there. He is the light. Off in the storm, lonely are we. Sighing for home, longing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Yes, a sweet rest is remaining for the true children of God, where there will be no complaining, never a chastening rod. Home of the soul, beautiful home, there we shall rest, never to roam, free from all care, happy and bright. Jesus is there, he is the light, off in the storm, lonely are we, sighing for home, longing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Soon the bright homeland adorning, we shall behold the glad dawn. Lean on the Lord till the morning, trust till the night is gone. Home of the soul, beautiful home, there we shall rest, never to roam, free from all care, happy and bright. Jesus is there, he is the light, off in the storm, lonely are we, sighing for home, longing for thee. Beautiful home of the ransom beside the crystal sea. Be seated, please. Good morning. Well, last week we started a lesson called God's Great Nature, and we, we kind of introduced it talking about the, the beauty of nature and and uh, the, the fall leaves all around us. Y'all have probably been kind of awed at the beauty of the changing leaves, the yellows and the reds, and how, how gorgeous they are. I saw one come in, in the fellowship hall today. I'm like, wow, is that real? It was just brilliant red. And uh, this morning I was going by Rocky and Joanne's house, and like, those two maples, awesome. It was just gorgeous, gorgeous. But yet, while we enjoy God's great nature and the leaves around us and the, and the beauty of His creation, what I really wanted to stress today was not so much the nature that He created, but God Himself. That is His nature, His attributes. And so the slide talks about what is an attribute. So in the next few weeks, I'm going to ask you to join me on a journey where we really look at the character of God. You know, maybe you've never gone on this self-directed journey of just saying, I want to try to understand God, His nature, who He is, what makes Him tick, why He does what He does. And, and so, admittedly, there's a lot of things about God we can't comprehend. Do, do we all agree on that? There's just things about God where I'm like, I don't know. 
I don't know that I'm supposed to know. But there are some things that I do know. And so we're going to look at his character, his nature, his, his unique and special qualities. What makes God, God? What makes him awesome and wonderful and great? Why do we, week after week, come and sing praises to his name? What makes it worth coming each Lord's Day and gathering around this little table and having various men get up and remind us of what he's done? Why why do we do that? Because God is great. Amen? God is wonderful. God is awesome. I mean, I could go on and on and on about how wonderful God is, and I hope to until I die, until there's no more breath in these lungs. I hope you keep telling people how wonderful God is. So last week, we sort of, we looked at the fact that God is so awesome and so wonderful and and so powerful and, and magnificent that we, we really can't even compare God to something else. I mean, who, who would you compare God to? Really? And, and I just want to stop for a minute because I'm thinking about something Stacy said. I look around and it breaks my heart because a lot of people in the world go, you know what? I don't really need God anymore. I think I'll just make myself God. I'll make myself number one. I'll be the one that's the most important in the world. If there's anything good that needs to be said, just say it about me. I'm important. I deserve the best. It's all here for me. And that's sort of the opposite of why we're here today, right? Or it should be. It should be. We're here not to think about self, not to to, um, entertain self. We're here today to to pay honor and tribute to God. Because there is no one to whom we can compare God. He is incomparable. I in... Uh, for those of you that teach English, and I think I listened maybe that day I was in English class. I don't know. I don't remember. Sorry. I remember the English teacher's daughter who was in class. You know, I was in high school. She was very pretty. In, I think, I-N means you can't do it, right? You can't compare God to anything or anyone else. He's incomparable. And so I just have to kind of understand that I worship and honor and praise a being, an entity, a God, who in some ways has tried to help me understand who he is and, and his nature, because for one thing, he wrote me a bunch of letters. We call that the Bible, right? And some of you read that every day, and that's pretty cool to read letters from your own creator who gives you an instruction manual and an idea how to live on this earth and how to honor him. And then, oh, the second way he told us about himself is he sent himself in the body of flesh, and we call that man Jesus. And Jesus came and walked among us and said, I'm here for one reason, basically to seek and save lost people. Thank you, Stacy. And uh, I'm, I'm here to give honor and glory to my Father because I know you can't really understand him, so I'm Jesus. I'm I'm. God with skin on. And, and I want you to see God 
And if you see me, you've seen the Father. Some people didn't like that, by the way. No, 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 no. You don't have that right to call yourself God. However, there were other people that were quite intrigued at what he had to say. And they watched him and listened to him and saw him perform miracles and show love to the unlovable and touch the untouchable and reach out in compassion to those who had really messed up. And you see, they begin to say, oh, wow, that's how God wants us to behave. Like this God in the flesh, Jesus. And then he was crucified and everybody thought everything was lost. And then, lo and behold, God sent himself again, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. We talked about that this morning, Stacy, in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost. And Peter, all of a sudden, the light bulb came on, right? The apostles go, bing, now we get it. We were fearful. We were afraid. We thought we'd been disappointed and abandoned. And now here, God has infused us with courage and power and conviction. And, and we're now telling them about the resurrected Christ And how they too can be saved if they're immersed in water. It's a great story. Well, let me tell you about another great story. If you want to turn in your Bible to Exodus 14, just very quickly. I know we don't have a lot of time this morning. I love this story. And I tell you what, no, I wanted to talk about Jonah today after that reading. Another great story, right? Well, this one involves water too, right? This involves water. God's people thought that he had forgotten all about them. A lot of them forgot the name of God. They forgot their Hebrew lineage and background. They'd been in terrible, terrible conditions in Egypt as slaves under uh, cruel masters who were beating them. And a lot of them said, God? God who? God's forgotten us. But you see, God hadn't forgotten them. God remembered He heard the cry of his children. And and if you're going through a difficult time in life right now, maybe there's somebody out there that needs this message, God has not forgotten you. Just like he hadn't forgotten the Egyptians who had enslaved his people. And he heard the cries of his people and he saw the harsh cruelty and treatment of the Egyptians. And God said, I have a rescue plan and I've chosen Moses to be the deliverer of my people. And so we know all about the, the story of the, of the plagues and the death of the firstborn and Pharaoh hardened his heart, but yet God's people are now leaving Egypt. And in, in Exodus 14, beginning in verse 30, we hear a little insight into the Red Sea, another great story of God's greatness. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. By the way, what did God's people do to defeat the Egyptian army? Tell me what they did. They did nothing. Who did it all? He's he's awesome. Are y'all struggling with anything right now? You have a problem? He's awesome. I'm telling you. He took out all the elite chariots and soldiers, Pharaoh's greatest army from Egypt himself. 
So they saw them dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord. Little side note, parentheses. I hope you're here the last Sunday night of the month because our young men have requested to bring you a lesson. It was their idea to use this topic. They said, we want to talk about the fear of the Lord. I said, that's a good choice. I want to hear you talk about the fear of the Lord. I'll be there, and I hope you'll be there, to hear them talk about why it's important to fear the Lord. And by the way, guys, Exodus 14, I think there's a passage that talks about the people fearing the Lord. They saw all that God had done, and it says they believed in the Lord and in His servant Moses, Exodus 14. The Red Sea crossing. And then, and then we see, uh, following that, the Song of Moses. Y'all heard that before? The Song of Moses. This was written to praise God and honor Him because of His magnificent nature and what He had done. It's a celebratory song, if you will. And so I'm, I'm going to give you an excerpt from the Song of Moses in the next chapter, Exit. Uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, right? So now the victory, the dead bodies, uh, they, they think and remember what God has done. And I want you to listen to this because remember we're talking about an incomparable God, a God to whom we cannot even compare anyone or anything else. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Question mark. Now, did, the, did God's people know anything about gods? Little g? Hmm. When Moses had disappeared upon the mountain and he was gone a long time, the people came to Aaron and said, What are we going to do? Our leader's gone. Who is this Moses? Why did he take us out of Egypt? We don't have anything to eat out here in the desert. We need to make another God. Aaron said, I can help you with that. Bring me all your jewelry. You know what they did, right? They made something out of gold, and they said, this is your God. Shame on them. They should know better. You can't compare God, the living God, who just destroyed the Egyptians, to a golden calf. But they did. Exodus 15, 11. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? How insulting to compare the living God to a golden calf. Now listen what Exodus 15 says. He's majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders. Who else? Who else is like that. And as I'm preparing that lesson, literally, as I'm reading this, I begin singing, You are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Have y'all heard that before? Dale, I'm going to ask you to come on up. Dale is one of our new members. Dale likes to sing. So you know what I'm going to have Dale do? Yeah, I want y'all to enjoy 
the worship today and praise an incomparable God. Could you do that? Don't stand up yet. There's a place where I want you to stand and you'll know when to stand. All right? If you can't stand, God understands. Please don't be embarrassed or ashamed. But if you can stand in just a moment, I want you to stand. And Dale's going to tell you when to stand up. He'll go like this. All right? Right? And then we're all going to stand. All right. I'm going to let Dale lead you. You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard, who can grasp your infinite wisdom, who can fathom the depth of Majesty enthroned above, and I stand, I stand in all of you. I stand, I stand in all of you, holy God, to whom all praise is due. I stand in. To marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depth of your Majesty enthroned above, and I stand, I stand in all of you. I stand, I stand in all of you, holy God, to whom all praise is due. I stand in. I just have to believe that when God hears his children sing to him, that pleases his heart. 
thanks to the AV guys, Dale, because I sprung that on them. They didn't know that I was going to do that until the last minute, but I felt like we needed to. Steve Lawson had a wonderful introduction to the attributes of God, and I wanted to share this because uh, it was encouraging to me to watch him on YouTube as he spoke about God's attributes. But he said this, and I, and I appreciate this, how we view God determines how we live our life. If you get God, if you experience God, if you comprehend His greatness and you can sing songs like we just sang, you will never be the same. He will transform you. Listen to me, church. He will transform you into His very image and allow you to fight all those fleshly tendencies that we battle with and become His spiritual child. There may be someone out there right now that's struggling with some sort of sin or addiction or secret sin that no one else knows about. But I'm encouraging you and challenging you to view God the way He wants to be viewed, and He will change your life. Steve also says additionally in this introduction to the attributes of God, to know God, we must know what God is like. And so I'm challenging each of you today to come back for a series of lessons as we look at these attributes. He listed 15, and I want to very quickly in our remaining time talk about those today. And, and I want to learn as well as you learn about these attributes because I think as you go through this list and we deep dive and we begin to see God in His holiness and all of His beauty and His attributes, it will cause you to fall in love with your Creator. And that is not a bad thing. It will cause you to want to be with Him all the time. As opposed to the times that we sin, like Adam and Eve in the garden, and they hid themselves from Him. Where are you in your walk right now and be real and honest? Are you hiding from God? Are you seeking God? Do you want intimacy with the Father or are you getting your ticket punched to squeak into heaven? Where are you? Very quickly, here's his attributes. He has always been. Right there, I don't get it. Admit it. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I can't comprehend. He's always been. We are watches. We get up. We set alarms. He's always been. He is spirit in nature. He's a spiritual being. Sovereign. Holy. One lesson, we'll talk about the three omnis. Y'all know what those are? Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. We'll talk about those three. What does that mean? And then he's immutable. What in the world does that mean? The immutability of God. And why is that a characteristic to be valued? He's a God of all truth. It is impossible for God to lie. He's wise. He's a God who is good. He's full of grace. And by the way, His grace reaches me. Thank God. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. We haven't heard enough about grace growing up, church, and we need to repent of that. We should talk about and relish in His grace every worship service because it is grace that saves us. He's a God of love. How much did He love us? The Bible tells us. A God of foreknowledge. 
He knows all before it happens. He knows the end before the beginning. Finally, we're going to talk about in one of our lessons a God of righteousness and a God of wrath. Happy God, mad God. These are both attributes of God, and we want to talk about what makes God joyful and glad. I think when we just sang to Him a moment ago and we stood up, I think God, God was looking down going, look, look at my children, they're worshiping, praising me. Oh, and He felt the beauty of those hearts. That makes God joyful. God is righteous because, uh, as Stacy mentioned earlier, He'll come back one day and stop this old globe from spinning. And he will exact judgment and punishment upon those who are evil. And that's the part of God we don't like to think about, but it is a characteristic of him, a wrathful God who is vengeful upon his enemies. I do not want to be the enemy of God. I want to be the son who loves him. I want to just quickly in our remaining time talk about these three uh, points today. And this has to do with attributes or traits. Number one. And I apologize, I'm having to rush through this. We've got a lot to cover uh, over this lesson series. But when you think about God, it's interesting because I don't want you to think of just God the Father, God that's in heaven, the voice that speaks from the clouds. I want you to think about God the Father who spoke to the patriarchs, God the Son, Jesus Christ himself, and the Spirit, that part of God that showed up in such a powerful way on Pentecost. See, I want you to think of God as a is a big circle, and inside that big circle is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The three personalities of God, if you will. You see, these traits or attributes that I just talked about are present in all three. Why? Because they're all God. Each attribute, point number two, this trait has been eternally present. God is not a being or an entity that long, long time ago, before we were created, began to have a learning curve. And then when he made us, he learned something about us and said, oh, I want to add this part about myself, or this didn't work, I'll do this instead. That's how we operate. That's how we think. We have learning curves and knowledge base that we build upon. God has always been perfect and all-powerful. From the very beginning, he knew exactly what we needed. Are there times where we question that? Yes, Job did. Job said to God, why? Why would you allow me, a good man, to suffer like this? God, I have some questions for you. It's hard sometimes to comprehend a God that we cannot fully comprehend. But number one, we talked about that these attributes or character traits are present in all three personalities of God. They have always been in existence since God has always been. Finally, number three, each attribute or trait is interconnected. And that is, if you go back to the list that I uh, gave you earlier, if you, if you don't mind, go back to uh, slide um, 11. And let's look at those for just a moment. These are all interconnected. They are not exclusive of each other, right? God God always speaks the truth. He can never lie. He's holy. He's sovereign. He's spirit in being. But yet, being a spiritual being, He can also manifest Himself in the flesh. These things are all so interconnected. And they blend perfectly to make God who He is. A God of love, yet a God who also shows discipline and wrath upon His creation. 
Those aren't exclusive. They're inclusive. And so you look at all these and put them together, and it's the beginning of of comprehending God and why He loves me so much. And again, I appreciate the thought in our communion meditation, and I want to close with this thought and and remind us of something Stacy said. He said, that should have been me, my body on the cross. It should have been my blood coming down. Why? Guilty. Guilty. But God didn't require me to die for my sins, which I should have paid. I deserved the death penalty. You see, God loved me so much that he sent himself. He said, I'll come down. I'll come down and die for Stacy. Oh, yeah, and I'll die for Tom, too. He has lots of sins. And, and Brian and Henry and Chris. I'll die for the whole world. Are you guys really worth that? I think so. Man, died for me. So I just want to ask a question as we close today. If you're not a child of God, if you've kind of been playing church and coming and checking us out, maybe it's time to sign up and commit. And we're going to ask you a question, what shall it be? What is your answer when it comes to an almighty, powerful God? Are you in or are you out? You want to sign up? You want to look toward heaven? Quit playing God? Quit playing church? I would encourage you to to check him out. It's a wonderful, wonderful journey in Christ. We already know he loves us because he paid our penalty. Now he's just asking us to come to him and sign up to become his child. If you're not a Christian, you haven't been immersed in the waters of baptism, if you haven't made that good confession, we encourage you as we sing this invitation song. Following our service today, we're going to ask you to remain for just a few moments. We want to recognize our Bible Bowl participants. So please don't exit when we say amen at the end. Just be seated for a moment. But I hope this lesson has somehow touched someone today. I know it touched me when we sang. It touched my heart. I hope it's touched your heart. Let's stand and sing together as Brian leads us. Give an answer for something you must do. What shall it be? What shall it be? What shall your answer be? What will you do with Jesus? It comes by night and day with
piercing hands uplifted, he waits, what will you say? What shall it be? What shall it be? What shall your answer be? Knocking at the door, refuse him so no longer, lest he should plead no more. What shall it be? What shall it be? What shall your answer be? Thank each of you for being here this morning. I'd like to invite you to be back tonight at 5 o'clock for evening worship. Also, for those planning to go to the youth devotional, please be here ready to leave at 420 on the church bus. Also, as Tom mentioned, please uh, be seated immediately after uh, our closing prayer. Our closing song will be Rain in Me. Over all the earth you reign on high, every mountain stream, every sunset sky, Lord, my only aim, my only aim, is that you reign in me again, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again over every thought, over every word. May my life reflect the beauty of my Lord. But you mean more to me than any earthly thing. So won't you reign in me again, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over my dreams in my darkest hour you are the Lord of all I am so won't you reign in me again so won't you reign in me again let's pray Lord, we just want to thank you for reigning in us and being Lord of all that we are. 
Lord, so thankful for the opportunity we've had to come before you this morning and worship you. Lord, we pray that our worship was acceptable in your sight. Lord, just so thankful for all you've done for us, so thankful for your beautiful creation, especially this time of year, Lord. Help us to be still and know that you are our God as we enjoy the fall colors that you have uh, blessed us with. Lord, as uh, we're about to leave here this afternoon, just ask you please be with us. Help our light, Christian lights to shine uh, to those who we come in contact with so that you may be glorified in all things. Lord, I do want to pray for those who aren't able to be here today, those who are sick. Lord, those who are uh, carry he- carrying heavy burdens at this time. Lord, we want to especially remember uh, Beverly King's family and Shelby Knox's family. Please comfort them. Lord, just want to thank you for all you do for us. It's through Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you could, please be seated. All right. Well, we appreciate so much our Bible Bowl students, and this has been going on for how many years, Shannon? Wow. A lot. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great legacy uh, to be able to send a, a, an envoy of young people to compete with Bible questions and continue to be humiliated with them, you know, in the Bible bow throwdown and, and be outsmarted by young people. That's a great problem, isn't it, to be outsmarted by your young people who have good Bible knowledge. We want to recognize those who participated, so you just want them to come down when I call their name. Okay, we've got Ella Albright, Sarah Albright, and these are participation certificates. Y'all just stand up here because we're going to be clapping in a minute. We've said amen. All right. Nathan Farrell. We have Bryson Albright. Read Albright a lot. Wow. Leah Rose. Hop on down here, Leah. Emily Lanier, who is now braceless, I understand. Is that right? Yeah, beautiful smile. And then we have uh, Emma Barrett. And Callie Barrett. Now, I've been told that uh, Emma and Callie are getting their 10-year award this year, 10 years in Bible Bowl. How awesome. Can we thank these young people? Show them our appreciation.